God bless. Good evening. Hi, this is me, Jay, the Jay Show. I just want to just say, hey, I just been really blessed this week, just just pondering on the things of the Lord in my life. And I'm pretty sure you all been having some flashbacks too. Today is August the 24th, 2019. Can you believe we are really almost out of this year? I usually say that to keep people in a mind, in a mind, a concentrated mind, to be grateful to God for every day that he wake us up. Of course, we deal with struggles here, struggle there, but believe me, the Lord got us. Amen. But before I say anything, let's go into a quick word of prayer uh, for those that really believe, not just listening, but taking the word of God seriously, they salvation. But if you listening and you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can always ask for prayer when you go to your local churches. You can also uh, get in contact me with me here uh, on the J Show. Um, I will release some of my information to you guys in a little bit. But right now, let's go into a word of prayer. Okay, Father God, coming to you in the name of Jesus right now, just say we thank you, Lord God. We lift you up and we want to say thank you again and again, over and over. I just can't get enough of thanking you, Father. Father God, I ask you today, Lord, to touch every man that is listening to the sound of my voice on this podcast station, Father God. I pray that this will be an uplifter, a mind opener, eye opener as well, Father God. Father God, actually to bless our families as well, Father God. Father God, those that want to know more about him, Father God, if they're not listening to anybody else, Father God, that they will find this 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 podcast station, this anchor station, and will pick pick up my voice, see my name. And want to listen, Father God. Father God, I ask you, Lord, to bless every listener that's listening, that's tuning in to the station, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you, Lord, to allow each and every last one of us, oh God, to be a blessing to somebody today in the name of Jesus as I pray. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Glory to God. Today, our, our quick discussion, our quick lesson study is about what is the difference between a believer and a Christian? Those things to me should come up in your spirit every so often, especially if you are a newbie, if you are a new person that's walking in Christ Jesus and, and you really don't know, you may have read it in the New Testament about when the Lord tells us about our faith and about Christianity and and a sort that should come up in your spirit. I know it came up in mine. And most times when the Lord put things in our spirit, it is absolutely for a reason. Don't let it go ignored. Don't let it slide by you. But you pray and ask the Lord, what is it? Is he talking to me? Most of the time, he is, well, all the time he's talking to us first to make sure that we know what we need to know or that we can step into place and come up for a deliverance. 
Amen. Okay, what is the difference between a believer and a Christian? All right, coming from James 2.19. Verse 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Check that verse out. If the demons and the devils have had a faith and know who God is, who Jesus is, and what's the difference between a Christian and believer, we should have that same we should, we should have the attitude of knowing and fearing God. Am I truly a Christian or am I a believer? Most time people I had to do a little research on it and I had to go back into it. Most times Christians sometimes get that kind of like mixed up uh, about, yes, I'm a believer. The Lord had to break me out of that. He had to break, yes, I'm a believer. Yes, I'm a believer. Honey, as I found that I'm more than a believer. I am a Christian. And let's get into um, a quick discussion about it. Here are 10 different 10 differences between a believer and a Christian. I think this should give a person something to think about it. Those that's not really sure where they're at in the body of Christ. Those that haven't been walking with the Lord in a short while. And it, like I said, and it is some people that's been in the body of Christ still may not know the difference. But I hope this segment helped you out. Number one, a believer believes in Jesus. Glory to God. A believer strictly believes in Jesus. They say they believe in Jesus. But what you have to watch is the characteristic ways between a believer and between a Christian. Now, a Christian follows God's commands. Meaning that if you're a Christian, you're going to try to keep God's word as much as you can. You're going to pray. You're going to seek about it. You're going to keep it in your heart. You're going to love God. You're going to have a love. You're going to have a reverence for him. Whereas a believer would say, yes, I believe in Jesus, but have some of the attributes or the characteristics of a sinner. Amen. Number two. A believer goes to church on holidays. Most believers go to church on the holidays because it's not down in them. It's not in them to crave and want to be in the house of the Lord and among the, the, uh, the children of God. It's like they like to be seen like the hypocrites most of the time. They like this is a holiday, especially it's Christmas we all going to church because that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to do more than just that. He wants us to be among each other. He wants us to be among the intercessors. He wants us to be among the saints. We are identified of who we are around. Did you not know that? It comes with an identity. Not only an identity. Don't even worry about what they see. It's a personal walk with the Lord. And most believers is like, I'm just, hey, 
As long as I go to church before the new year, I'm good, God. I'm good. But I believe you. I know you real. I thank you. I know you real. God is good. Most of the believers be always saying, God is good. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. But in the betterness of their heart, in the, in the betterness of their heart, it's not even, how can I say, the thing is not even real. It's not even real with them. It's like in their aspects of their reality, they are there with the Lord. They have a true relationship just as long as they believe. Amen. Now, a Christian knows that a church community is a, is a diagram for their faith. That means that they know that the church, they need to be among each other, praising and worship. They need to hear the word. They need to get a refreshment. They need to get a, a, a feeding. They're sheep and they know they're sheep. And they know that they follow the, the Lord Jesus Christ and they under shepherd. They know that's their place. They have a craving. They look forward for it every, every time you look around. It, just about any little thing that's given to the church, if they can go, they will try to go. If they can't make it, they can't make it. But the thing is this, the gospel is sown in their heart. And they know that's where they need to be instead of every holiday on a birthday or they just guilty. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Number three, a believer read their Bible when things get tough. Have you ever seen someone that you would tell them, Sister Julia, Pick up your word. God loves you. Oh, I pick up my word. Oh, I pick up my word. And everything is going good for them. And they ain't never thought about giving God an out of a thought. But what they do is when something hit their household, when something hit their household, or it's a shaking in the family, a death, I hope not close to a death or near death, but sometimes death. You know, some kind of pain in their body, some kind of headache, something they can't get rid of, or a bad uh, relationship they in. <laughs> That's when they read their Bible. That's when they're trying to find every scripture that only fits them. See, a believer is on like a thin line. A believer is like a thin line, like serving two masters to me. It's like, um, it's just not sown in their heart. Long as God know my heart. I had a friend that I was just, the Lord had laid it on my heart to her. Talking about, what, was, what I was talking about was getting in the house of the Lord. Come to Christ. Well, you know, um, I've been raised in church. So have I. But how long have you been in, in church like this? Out of church. Well, you know, me and my siblings was my sisters. We were raised in church. Woo, 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 woo. So I said, okay, you own that religious kick of once saved, always saved. So long as you did your part as, as you was a child going to church, 
You have in all of your 40 something, 50 some years, you have not been really, you haven't even been back in the house of love, Lord, but you could find a club, you could find an outage of going to a bar, you can find and get in everybody's business, or you say that you stay positive and you pray and you believe and that's it to it. So, this person, the friend of mine, they go through things, but they, they, they won't go to anybody church. I have invited her to plenty things, to plenty things of mine, uh, to my church. I even told the, the the lady, I said, "Look, you don't have to go to my church. Why don't you go to any Holy Ghost filled church that's Bible based?" That believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that is also um, believe in deliverance. That you can stay free. You can stay clean. Stay prayed up. Hear what the hear what the pastor is talking about. I said, I tell you what, even if you don't do that right now, why don't you get you a Bible if you don't have one? Why don't you turn on a a, 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 a a church program or something. But all these things I said unto her, this is what came out of her mouth. I believe, I'm a believer. Okay, bingo right there. That's why the Lord put it in my spirit to really start back searching so I won't get off track about what a believer is. But I pray for her soul. I found myself even praying for her more. Lord, save her. Turn her, turn her around back to you, Father. Bring her back home. Because I even, I even found my place in a, in, a, um, in a position of trying to minister. But what I realized, when a believer had a mind sold up and made up, and they say they know the Lord like you and anybody else, and like the apostle, the pastor, whatever. They have made up their mind and they feel like in their imaginations, they're right there. They're right there. They, they toe to toe almost with the Lord. And they feel like, hey, the Lord have accepted me and I'm showing sure up, say I am a believer. And that's all to it. Now, a Christian reads their Bible regularly. Now, if you're a Christian and you find yourself Falling off from not reading the word. That don't mean that you're not a Christian. That means God is bringing something to your attention. In your spirit, you should feel empty. In your spirit, you should start feeling a hunger because of the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. I never did say the believer. The believer claim they have the Holy Spirit. But... They don't do the things with the Holy Spirit telling them to do. They don't do the thing. They don't know what to do because they have not picked up the word of God for themselves. They have not sat and prayed and, and wrestled with that thing to try to get set free, to go to deliverance that it can be cast out of them. They don't know. They don't know. They can agree with you and say, amen, amen, like they didn't read the Bible, but they won't even pick up their Bibles. But listen to me, Christians. Listen to me, those that are really in the faith, those that are really walk, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
If you have not picked up your Bible, I'm telling you right now, repent before the Lord and pick up the Bible. Ask the Lord where he wants you to read at. See, sometimes you could be walking around empty and the devil can have your mind in a spawn and you thinking that all that day, you really thought you didn't pick up your Bible and you really thought that you didn't gave God some time. No, what happens is you're off track and the devil is trying to keep you off track. But Christians, you know, the word of God is our food. That's our source and that's our sword. And we should know better. Pick up the word. I even, hey, I am guilty of all charges myself. I have been there not picking up my word because the, the enemy have tried to have my mind set on things that it shouldn't be. But the only thing I needed to do was to go into praising him, worshiping him, and picking up my word. Because that word answers everything. Amen. So Christians, remember if you're a Christian. You're going to pick up your Bible and read it on a regular. I don't care if you read it the first thing in the morning, read it before you leave the house. You're going to get your energy source from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Number four, a believer prays when things only get tough. See, there we go again. A believer only prays when things get tough. God haven't heard from this person all okay, we're gonna say God haven't heard from this person 1999. So, like, we're in the year 1999. Something hit the fan, the mortgage can't get paid, somebody's sick, something is at a crisis. Then, when the year 2000 come, Lord, you've seen on those comedy shows where they say, Lord, it's me. I haven't talked to you in a while. You remember, was this little old me, Lord. Please help me. I believe you. I know that you're real. Those are the believers. Some of them try to cover it up like they Holy Ghost filled Christians. I've seen them. They want Bible study and everything else, but they will not pick up the word. They will not pray. They will not seek the face of God. Amen. A Christian gives thanks no matter what what the circumstances is it's in their it's in their soul it's in their spirit it's to be so deep inside of us even if we hiccup we should be saying thank you jesus if you have nothing to say say thank you jesus you know that is due to the lord we're supposed to give him our praise and worship a lot of times like i said before we could get caught up into doing things that old sly devil can have us doing things we have no business and get us caught up in the moment where we haven't gave the Lord his praise, where we haven't got on our knees and prayed thoroughly like we should. Believe me, if you're a Christian, if you ain't picked up that word, if you ain't got on your knees, your day is not going to go right. Or if you haven't picked up that word and you ain't got on your knees and you have not gave the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, God, hallelujah, I thank you. Oh, God, I worship you this morning. If you ain't gave the Lord one of them, your whole day will be out of order. 
Believe me, I have been there. And see, believers get stuck in an imaginary world that, hey, the Lord knows I love him. I belong to him. I'm a good person. I haven't done anything to anybody. Amen. Amen. Number five, a believer twists the Bible to add his or her own lifestyle. Now, a believer carries a, a, a heap of uh, guiltiness if they haven't been turned over to an reprobated mind or if Jesus hasn't turned them loose and cut them off. A believer would twist the Bible around and try to accommodate the Bible unto them like they are righteous, like they are walking in what God is telling them. And that's how a lot of false prophets come about. That's how a lot of false apostles, a lot of false fivefold, because they're not doing right. They're not seeking the truth. They're not seeking the face of God. They're not listening to God. They're not listening to uh, God tell them about themselves. The Holy Spirit telling them about what they need to get in order. What they do is... And what they do is they twist all of the word, try to find scriptures that accommodate to their lifestyle like they actually live in this thing. And so that builds a lot of falsified, a lot of false doctrines uh, for religious spirits and all kinds of things can be floating through there just by being a believer. Glory to God. A Christian's work, a Christian works to make his or her lifestyle, okay? A Christian make it where it's resembling, where it resemble and reflect the teachings of the Bible. Hallelujah. Meaning that as a Christian, our life should be lined up or getting in order of God. Learning to be like him. Learning to be even more Christ-like. Learning to crucify our flesh. Learning to denying the things of the world and following Christ. You cannot, let me say this Christians, new Christians. You cannot do this on your own. You cannot do this. You have to have the hope of the Holy Ghost. You got to have leaders in the front of you to help you. This is why your pastor's there. This is why your apostle's there. This is why the prophet's there. I'm talking about the people and the teachers, evangelists. This is why they're there. I'm talking about the ones that have been seasoned, have been seasoned for a long time in the world and they're walking it. They're not making up things in their mind. They're not imagining things. They're going by directly being able to, to pull out a scripture like John 3.16, for God so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should have everlasting life. These are the things that they will pull out to the new Christian, to those who's really ready to walk it. Sometime in our process of being Christian, Christians, it takes time. All it, you're not going to get it all in one day. But if you're a true Christian, you are going to pray. You are going to read your word. You, 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 you may not be on your knees all the time because it's more than one way to pray. You may be in the bed praying. 
But it's best for us to get on our knees because we do have to kneel to our Lord and say we do have to kneel to the king. We do have to honor him. So what I'm saying is stay in the word on a regular basis. Listen to your um your recording of the Bible if you have it. Get the word in you. I know one woman who I really loved and she used to go to a formal church of mine. In order for her to actually get to get that word established in her, what she did was she would have a Bible in his in her bathroom. She would have a Bible in the kitchen. She would have one in her living room, her dining room, her bedroom, a couple in her bedroom, the uh, on the left stand, on the right stand. She would have a Bible in her car to remind her that this is who she she's this is who she's becoming she had the data that flesh i even saw uh coming home on a uh, bus one time uh i was on a bus coming from work i even seen a young man which i knew the lord was beginning to use him as a preacher he had his bible and he was just reading that bible reading that bible read he was putting the word in him and I'm pretty sure every day he cannot go without his Bible. He, if you miss a day, if you should, you should crave it. I'm gonna tell you something. If I, if I miss a day, if I miss a certain reading and not getting before God, my body start hurting. I don't know about y'all. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm missing some. My body start hurting. The minute I submit. That's it. Christians are submitted. They submit to the word of God. They submit to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They submit to leadership. And when I pick up my Bible, and when I get on my knees and just pray, or walk the floor, however God had me to do it, I'm going to tell you something. It be a such, it's, it's such a lift up off of me it's like a i can breathe i can breathe and a lot of people don't realize when you're connected with the lord you will go through these things some people keep a headache they get a headache without reading the word because the word of god is your protective shield it's not god giving you the headache it's not god giving me the body ache it's a disconnection where I feel with sin can try to come in and creep in, which God don't want that to be. The Holy Ghost is helping you. The Holy Ghost is the comforter. The Holy Ghost is telling your body, hey, uh, June, Jill, uh, Ray, pick up your word. You need the word to help you survive. Amen. Amen. Number six. A believer will sacrifice when it's only convenient. Okay. A believer do not believe in giving of their self, of their time. It's only to give what's helping them, what's convening them, what's making them look good. Okay. They don't believe in sacrifice, helping anybody do anything, far as the word, pointing them to a church, because they too busy doing their own thing, probably clubbing, and there's no telling what they're doing. That the end, the devil have caught them up and occupied their time. Believe me, in my clubbing days, when I would be in a club, when I would be out doing my thing, 
the Holy Spirit would convict me and I would have to tear out of there crying, getting on my knees and asking God to forgive me and got to get in the word and got to go and repent. And I'm going to tell you something. My last time that I've done something like that before the Lord, the Lord convicted me so greatly. He, he, he delivered me out of that. See, believers don't want to be really delivered. Only thing they do is talk the talk and they don't want, they, they love God. They want to be associated with, with God, but they don't want to do the things of God because it's taking too much of their time. Amen. Mm. A Christian was sacrificed no matter what the potential or outcome is. A Christian, if they see you in need, they, and God and the, and the Holy Spirit is leading them there with you, they're going to come out with love and they're going to sacrifice. And, and sister, such such a person would come to the other sister and would say, woman of God, you know, the Lord laid it on my heart to give you 20, 30, 50, maybe you 100. Who knows? This just this is for you. Or don't say nothing, just put it in their hand. Because they don't know what the Lord is telling them to do that for. Why is he telling them to do it? It could be that person could be in a crisis. That person don't have food. The rent ain't paid. The rent isn't paid fully. A Christian will say, somebody will say, Sister Betty, I don't have a brother Juan and Sister Betty. I don't I don't like asking for food, but I don't have any food on my table for my children. And you know that you got food running out of the sideways of your home. Matter of fact, you own a food pantry. The Lord will lay it on your heart as a Christian and say, hey, pack, let them come in and get what they want. Or you would say, hey, here go some things for you. I hope this blesses you. Anytime you need something, come to me. Anytime you need help, and the Lord lay it on my heart, because we are governed by the Holy Ghost. God don't want us to be ignorant. He don't want us to be ignorant of the devices of Satan. This is why you have to be Holy Ghost filled, because God has to protect the, the good and the gracious heart, the new heart that he planted on the inside of you to be able to live, to be able to seek his face. God never wants you. And hear me out, old Christians as well as new Christians. God do not want you to be taken advantage of. The Holy Ghost just put that in my spirit because a lot of times new people of faith, and, and um, don't know. So they think, okay, hey, I got to keep overload their food. God is blessing. I got to overload their cabins with food. And this person may have a very serious drug habit. And every month they get their money, they wasting on drugs, but want you to empty out your goods. So that's calling giving your pearls to the swine. That's another lesson. Amen. Amen. Number seven. A believer tithes when there is no risk. 
Their faith is not there. Their faith is not there. A believer would say, okay, I got paid. <laughs> I got to get them new boots. I'm going to get them new boots. Instead of putting the Lord first, instead of trusting him and knowing that he going to supply your needs, if you don't get those boots right then, you can ask God, I'm paying my tithes. I'm paying my offering. Lord, according to your will, I ask you, in the name of Jesus, when I get my new paycheck, my next paycheck, I pray, God, that those boots are still waiting for me in my side. Because you ain't got a big bar nor still. Just trust God. Believe me, he gonna, he gonna favor you. Believe me, he is gonna favor you. A Christian will tie no matter the risk. They gonna do what God say do. If the Lord tell them, trust me, put a hundred dollars in, and you don't make that much money, and if He's telling, if the Holy Spirit telling you to do it, don't even ask questions. Just write, get, give it to, give it in a tithe envelope, an offering envelope, and be doing it gladly. A Christian would do it gladly with no problem. Here you go, Lord, thank you. Take it. I can't wait to get paid again to, to pay my tithes, to pay my offerings. That is a Christian. They don't care what the risk is. They're going to believe God no matter what. Real believer is not there yet. Number eight, a believer conforms under pressure of culture. They will bend and they will break under any kind of pressure. They will be the first one that run to everybody for prayer instead of praying on their own first and believing God. They will be the one that will buckle and say, mm, I can't deal, deal with this. I can't, I can't carry this by myself. I need somebody with me. They're going to help me carry this burden by myself when it's the burden that was given to them to carry in the first place. They're not going to pick up their Bibles. They're not going to really just pray. What they're going to do is come to Sister Kathy and Brother Jones to do it for them. And they going to tell Sister Kathy, they may lie, and tell Sister Kathy and Brother Jones, I pray. I pray all the time. And which they are buckling under pressure and they haven't done it. Amen. A Christian holds fast against temptation. And see, a believer will crumble under temptation. A believer will give in to temptation fast. Well, a Christian... The, the devil will try to tempt them, but they're going to believe in the word of God and throw that word right at that devil. Man, can, man, should not eat by, man cannot eat by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Man should not eat by bread alone. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying to you all is <laughs> that that script, that, that just hurry up and came to me in my spirit. And that's what the devil through at Satan when he was tempted in the wilderness, when he took him high on this mountain and the devil tried to tempt him. And he let him know he cannot tempt the Lord thy God. And we have to be the same way. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to show us how to do things that's got to be done. So we cannot buckle under temptation when we won't give into temptation. Whereas a believer will buckle at any time. Amen.
Amen. Number nine. A believer will share their faith when it's comfortable. Okay. The believer won't say anything to anybody. Unless they see somebody that they like. That they may can get something because they're not delivered. Or if they can get someone in control. Or they feel like I like this person. So I'm... I'm going to let them know I'm a Christian <laughs> or I'm a believer. They're not going to say Christian all the time. Let them know I'm a believer. And they could come to my church, the church I go to every so often. They could come there too, okay? A Christian, glory to God, with number one. A Christian will share his or her faith regardless of what the scenario is. A Christian is constantly talking about their faith. Especially when they lead all the time. They're going to be like, hey, let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about the Bible. This is why it's important that God had put in my spirit. Stay with the saints. Because the ain'ts, they're not there yet. And with they, when you around a lot of sinful people, you cannot share your faith because one master going to try to outdo the other master. And so what would happen is, you you looking at their lifestyle, but you're supposed to be the light of the world. You're supposed to be lit up saying, hey, let me tell you something. Y'all need to come and see what's happening in my church. Won't y'all come to my Bible study? Won't y'all tune into my podcast? Why don't you, hey, hey, I'm out there. I'm all over trying to win souls for the Lord. Hey, it's, it's hey, this thing is a big enough for all of us. Come on, let me tell you about Christ. Let me tell you how much he loves you. Do you know God loves you? Especially prophets. Prophets is the ones that had a word in their belly. And if the when the Lord stirred them, hey, they're giving a word to that man, that woman or that man right there. And especially when God is showing them that they need the word, but they are talking about Jesus. Evangelists is always on fire. They mouth is always going like, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. Hey, 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 I'm preaching this Sunday. Okay, the same way we all supposed to be in our attitudes, regardless of where we at. It's a time, and let me remind you for these new new ones, the newbies, the new walk of faith, the ones that's just now getting in there. You have to be led at all costs by the Holy Ghost. I could care less what's happening. You have to be led by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Because, see, the Holy Ghost is going to protect you. And the Holy Ghost is not going to put you in a way of harm. Like, for instance, you could be sitting around some killers or you could be sitting around um, something they may actually do you harm. And the Lord may not be ready for you to say anything as of yet. And that's called wisdom. God has to teach you the wisdom. He will give you the wisdom. And he will also tell you through the Holy Spirit when to speak. And speak on your faith as much as you can. Now, if you're around a group of friends all the time, y'all hanging out. Hey, let's go to church. Let's, let's see what's on the church town. Let's pull out our Bible. Let's pray. This is what God is talking about. Amen. And number 10, a believer know about Jesus. Mm. Yeah, 
a believer does know about Jesus. They probably be the ones talking sometimes more than a Christian. They know about Jesus, but are they serving the Lord Jesus? That's what you want to ask yourself about a believer. A believer knows Jesus. And see, and if you're a true believer and you really saved in Christ and you are in him as a Christian, you're going to know about Jesus. Now, listen to this. A Christian knows Jesus as his or her Lord and Savior. See, a believer knows about Jesus, but a Christian knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior because they're going to always say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my everything. Without him, I could do nothing. Amen. So, you know, the difference is hopefully now between the believer and the Christian. The definition of a Christian is professing belief in Jesus as Christ and following the and following the belief religious based on his teaching. You got to go by the teaching of Christ. You got to go by, I don't care if you're in the Old Testament, New Testament, you're going by the teachings of the Lord. A Christian is a disciple who has surrendered to follow and learn the teachings. You are disciple into coming to to becoming more like Christ. You are Christ-like. You are beginning to know him. You are beginning to reverence him. You are beginning to have a divine connection or relationship with him. That is a must thing that we all got to have with him in order to follow his teachings. Be disciple first. I tell everybody that's new in Christ Jesus, be disciple I can disciple you. The, the apostle, the fivefold can disciple you. Disciple you, those that are seasoned, seasoned at this time in their life. You got to be walking with the Lord. You got to have a relationship with him. You can't just jump off and say, I believe Jesus. I know he exists. You have to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and have a relationship with him. Amen. They are more and more the same for a believer is a Christian. And true Christians keep the commandment of God. Christians always try to keep the commandment of God. Like for instance, today is the Sabbath day. What are you doing? Are you out there um, uh, just shooting the breeze, doing what you want? Did you give praises and arms to God? Did you rest up today? Did you, did you get in your Bible and, and soak in it, just relying on the Lord, thinking back when God parted the Red Sea and brought us, uh, showed a metaphor of us crossing through where the right side, where the left side of the, the, the sea was on one side, the right side was on the other side, and we all went through showing a metaphor that we was going to salvation to the cross. Did you ever do that? Have you been doing that? We all fall short of the glory of God. Don't get it wrong, but try to put those in your habits. Try to put that in your spirit because believe me, 
Look at the commandments as much as you can and ask God to help you. Help you get there. Another example. Read the um read about uh when Jesus is talking about the um glory to God. Let me get my Bible right quick. Because it's on the back. The Holy Spirit is is right there for me. Let me get my Bible right quick. Because I don't want to say nothing wrong. Or out of tact, uh, the Beatitudes. Thank you, Lord. Just seen it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. There you go. Blessed are they that mourn, for they should be confident. Blessed are the meek, for they should inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Seven, blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure and hard, for they shall see God. Number nine, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Number ten, blessed are they which are persecuted for the righteous, righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then it says, number 11, blessed are ye when men should revile you and persecute you and should say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And number 12 said, I love it because God give us a whole complete section of the commandments here. He said, Jesus said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets which were before you. Amen. Look what God left us. Look what Jesus left us here. Look what he gave us to go on. See, one thing I love about Jesus, he's not religious. He is what he is. He is I am that I am. That came down here in the flesh for us to set the example to the believers and set the example for the Christians. You have to make up your mind and figure out which one are you going to be, the believer or the Christians. Romans 8, according to Paul, they, a non-believer or just believer, life is the, the dominated by the flesh. That means that flesh can take you over. By this principle of sin, they walk according to the flesh and they set their minds on the things of flesh. Talking about the sinners, talking about those believers, got one foot in, one foot out. You, you got to be more than a believer. You got to be a Christian. Glory to God. Their life revolves around this principle of sin. Indeed, they are in the flesh as opposed to Christ. So therefore, you got it right there. You got it right there. What's the difference between a believer and a Christian? The Lord wants that in our spirit. He wants us to live by that daily. He's not putting pressure on you. He just wants you, amen, to know the difference of how you live in. Our life has to be lined up with the word. Christians' lives are lined up with the word. This thing takes practice. It takes a practice from the word. It takes a daily walk in the word. Every day that God opens our eyes to a new grace and a mercy, he gives us favor and he forgives us grace and mercy. Favor and he forgives us. Come on now. You can't get no better than that. We can't ask for much more. Jesus, the day he did it all for us. Now we got to crucify our flesh daily. 
That flesh is nothing to play with. And believers, those that quote unquote, that say that you believe Jesus, when are you going to come over and be a real Christian? So on that note, people, I'm going to leave you with that. And I pray that you all have a blessed and a prosperous week. So let me say a quick word of prayer and then I'm going to release you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this lesson today. I pray this be a lesson for the for the young as well as the old. Father God, I pray that this lesson enriched their lives because it enriched mine. It has me something to think about to make me even whole, even more to the foot of Christ. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the blood washing. I thank you for the renewing of our mind today. Father, I ask you, Lord, on this, we give people even more uh, grace, even more mercy, more grace, more grace, more grace, and even more mercy on this week. Lord, until we meet again, I pray that someone will be picking up the sound of my voice, and this will be an excellent lesson, a quick, an easy lesson for them, Father, that they can grasp it in their spirit, that they can chew it, Lord God. And those that's on milk, let them be able to drink it, God, and digest it. And those that are on meat will be able to eat it. So, Father, I thank you. Blood cover the station and blood cover the people as well. In the mighty name of Jesus, as I pray, amen. And I want you to have a prosperous week. And please, those that's listening to me on this podcast, give me some feedback. You know, I need encouragement too. So God bless you and have a wonderful week.